Welcome to Foundation Church's weekly message. We hope you are equipped by this message from Pastor Tom Lively. For more information about our church, please visit foundationchurchfl.com. Antichrist spirit keeps coming. And you know what you do? You smile and you enjoy your life. That's what you do. I'm not kidding. Omicron. Sounds like a Transformers movie. Has arrived. Do you know why it's arrived? Study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Why has it arrived? Well, in Africa, it came out about four days ago that 6% of the continent has been vaccinated. You're like, Tom, this doesn't sound like a, a sermon. I'll get there, maybe. <laughs> came out somewhere in the last week that Africa was 66, 6% vaccinated and COVID has disappeared. Wow. Afghanistan is 6 to 7% vaccinated and they have no COVID either. India is about the same, and they have no COVID either. So you can't have that. If you're the World Economic Forum, and all of its minions like George Soros and Joe Biden and Mark Zuckerberg and Jeff Bezos and Bill Gates, don't pay attention to the little squirrels like AOC. Pay attention to the globalists. For he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead. Pay attention to people like that. Not to the little minions out there crying out for the little petty Americanized socialism where they drive around in their Teslas and stop for their cafe lattes and make $5 million a year as socialists. Don't pay attention to those people. Pay attention to where you have a continent that's 6% vaccinated and COVID has disappeared and that bothers people because it rocks the agenda. The agenda is to, mar this is not right-wing ideology. This is the Bible. The goal is to mark you, control you, distance you, and make sure that they know every move that you make. Why? For the love of money is the root of all evil. That's all that it is. is it's all of, don't try to make it more complicated than it is. It's the love of money. It's about trying to create a worldwide globalist government where you have haves and have-nots. The have-nots serve the haves. And as many as the have-nots die is just fine. That's what it's truly all about from day one. So 6% of, of Africa, they found out, was vaccinated and COVID has disappeared. Why would COVID disappear when nobody's vaccinated? Because you cannot vaccinate against a mutational shift virus without causing it to? Correct. Viruses do not want to become more virulent. They actually like to become less virulent. How many of you know that? Those are the actual facts. Why would a virus want to be less virulent? Because it survives better that way. 
It doesn't want to kill its host. It wants to live in its host. So they like to become less and less virulent. That's the absolute, not Anthony Fauci, Bill Gates, Bill and Melinda Gates board member on, on their vaccine board. Not, not his facts. Those are the actual facts. So when you don't vaccinate against a mutational shift virus, it becomes less and less virulent even as it mutates. But if you vaccinate against it, you cause more mutations. Over and this one here has 39 mutations in it. You know what? The, here, here's, the, here's the quote coming from the doctors in South Africa. Well, it has, it, the, the symptoms are mild, but highly unusual. Strange how that works, isn't it? So because there's only 6% of the population vaccinated, and COVID has disappeared, that goes against the agenda to mark you, distance you, and control you. That goes against it. So what pops up? Oh, the Omicron variant, which by the way is already in London, but they don't call it the London variant. They have to go because London has grabbed their ankles. I mean that in the most proctological sense. They grab their ankles. They don't need to attack London. That's why Satan doesn't attack most Christians. They're already useless. Don't need to attack them. They're already doing my bidding. So you got to go after those who are... Africa doesn't even mean to go against. They just have no money to vaccinate. Either does Afghanistan. They don't have the money to, so they don't even mean to go against it, but they are. So you've got to have the Omicron variant come out. And what's so hysterical is using the nation of Israel as an example. Israel's closed again because of Omicron. Is that Optimus Prime? Megatron? Oh, oh Omicron. Omicron. So they've closed down, right? 90% of their hospitalizations for COVID in Israel are fully vaccinated people. Omicron was found only in who? Fully vaccinated people. So you close your border down for a virus that seems to only be affecting the fully vaccinated to protect your fully vaccinated. Israel's 90% vaccinated. Still don't understand why somebody wants me to get vaccinated when both the vaxxed and the unvaxxed transmit the virus. What's the difference between who's in the room then? And if you're vaxxed, I thought you were supposed to be safe. You're like, Tom, this is not a, this is not a, Christian, a Christian message. Yes, it is. This is the battle, the spiritual battle of your time. If a pastor is avoiding preaching this, it's because he is Holy Spirit incoherent. Talk about being driven by an agenda. Pastors are driven by agendas to not offend and to pack their pews. I go the other way. I try to offend to pack the pews. And that's you crazies are the only ones who come. You got some other stats for you before I get into the message. This is all free. Looks like we closed out worship a little early this week, so I'll preach a little longer. 
2020 COVID deaths. Now I want you to know these are CDC numbers, which I don't believe any of them, but I'm going to use their numbers against them. Use their numbers against their nerve. This is the latest 2020 COVID deaths, three, 300 in the United States, 346,050. 2021. Now in 2020, what did we not have? We basically had nothing, by the way. No vaccinations. Monoclonal didn't come out to the end of the year. The only thing we had was hydroxychloroquine, zinc, ivermectin. And that ivermectin didn't come out to the end of the year as something known. Azithromycin, this is about it. So basically nothing in 2020. 346,000 deaths. Now, again, this is a virus. You always have to start off with the Ionitis Stanford study, right? Ionitis Stanford study says that on average, it's a 99.9% survivable virus. Facts. And you're going to pump. They're now starting trials on six-month-olds. But don't you worry. Trust, trust your child with the baby butchers. Trust them. Trust the experts. Trust the science. 2020 COVID deaths, 346,050. 2021 COVID deaths with the vax, with monoclonal, with ivermectin, 428,227. Donald Trump with no vaccinations average, 28,000 COVID deaths per month. Joe Biden, who routinely says this is a pandemic of the unvaxxed and that vaccinations are the path out of the pandemic, averages 39,000 COVID deaths. Per month. 11,000 more per month than Donald Trump. So tell me how the vaccines work. Now, again, I present this data. If I was to present this data to my family, not the ones that are living with me now, not my son, not my daughter, not my wife. I'm talking about my, my family, my extended family. If I was to present who are all vaccinated, if I was to, and proudly so, putting on social media. If I was to present this data to them, what would it do? It's good for you to know. And it's good for you to be able to battle. However, it would do nothing. Because the delusion of our time under, under the umbrella of the Antichrist spirit is absolute facts presented, responded to with absolute nonsense. You are a man. Go in the bathroom and check. No, I am a woman. See? Do you see it? Now, for the Christian, absolute fact is the word of God. But you present that to the Christian, and it's responded to with absolute nonsense. Who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases? With long life will I satisfy you and show you my salvation? Whatever you bind is bound. Whatever you loose is loose. And the response is, well, I believe all that, but you have to use wisdom. For since in the wisdom of God, the world through wisdom didn't even know God. And that's your response. Absolute fact of the word responded to with absolute nonsense. It's the delusion of our time. Don't be frustrated by it. Laugh at it. God's laughing at it. God's not having bad days because of vaccine passports. 
Do I, listen, I'll be flat out honest with you. I'm shocked. I didn't see it coming. I knew what to do step by step, but I didn't see it coming. At first, I was enjoying COVID because it kept canceling things that I wanted canceled. <laughs> Got out of jury duty. I never know why they, ever, they, never, they keep calling me for jury, jury duty. I'm like, I was a cop in that jurisdiction for 25 years. You're never putting me on a panel. We'll still come anyway. Great. Give me my 12 bucks for the day and that'll be it. That's true. What do you want to do with your $12? I don't know. Cram it up your own caboose. I have no idea. They got me out of jury duty. I was roped into parking cars at the Brave Stadium. Got out of that. I was all happy at first. I didn't see this coming. I knew what to do. When the church has started to close down, I went, we're not closing ever. I knew that. But in all honesty, I didn't think it was going to go like this. But the worse it goes, the more you should smile. And here's the thing. I'm telling you right now, as I told you in closing over the last few weeks, we're winning this thing anyway. We're going to win. Do you see the approval ratings of the left? The left's turning on the left. And you need to be praying right now. You need to be praying that these people, as God has done in the days of old, you need to pray that these people turn on each other, that the armies of the devil turn on each other because they're already doing it. Just prompt them along, prompt them along, prompt them along. Go ahead, turn on each other, you bunch of dip squats. Turn on each other. All right, now let's start the message. Aaron's always telling me, if you don't know who Aaron is, Aaron's our worship leader, producer of my podcast, all the stuff that we do around here. He's always telling me, you don't need any sermon notes. You could just preach for an hour and a half by yourself. No, I need them. Well, I guess I could. I could. Because I would like to just go on with COVID for the next hour and a half, but I won't do that. Don't worry. Am I going to keep you for a whole hour and a half? No. About 50 minutes from now, we'll be done. Numbers 1330. Now, this is how you have got to look at the United States. This is your country. If you're not from here, then this applies to your country. Do you want your country or don't you? If you are somebody that hangs your head and says that it's over, you're not Christ-like. I'll just get, you know, this is how it's supposed to, how it's going to unfold. No, it's not necessarily how it's going to unfold. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Second Peter three, nine, you don't know how you can turn it around. Jeremiah 26, 19, the Lord relents. Well, he has a day or an hour. Don't you concern yourself with thoughts and ways that are above yours and mine. Jesus doesn't even know the day or hour. The angels in heaven don't even know the day or hour. You don't need to worry about that. You need to worry about this country. This is the generation that's been handed over to you, including your own kids and grandkids. Numbers 1330. 
Then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and take possession, for we are well able to overcome it. That does not just apply to the Canaan land. Got one right from Pete. That does not just apply to the Canaan land. Maybe I'm warming you up. A lot of you are high on tryptophan. It supplies to the United States. You just have to have the guts to do it. You have to face the giants. Most of the Israelites were not willing to face the giants, including 10 out of the 12 spies. Caleb and Joshua, that's it. They're the only ones who, had, who gave the report of the Lord instead of the report of carnality. Will you? Well, there's so many people, and they say that 70% of the country's vaccinated. If you believe that, I've got swampland in the middle of the Mayaka State Forest right next to my house that I will sell you today. It doesn't even belong to me. The majority of people are not vaccinated. There's 8 billion people who live on the planet and 2 billion have been vaccinated according to the left's numbers. Who knows what's actually accurate. It's probably less than that. It's amazing too. It would be worldwide, worldwide news right now. If, they, if, if it was Trump, understand something. If Trump was in office pimping and whoring vaccines, the entire world would be against them. Right now, you have world-class athletes all over the globe dropping dead in the middle of the... See them? Dropping dead from being vaccinated. I'm unafraid to say it. Dropping dead. It would be worldwide news. Look what Trump has done. You can't be afraid of the giants because the minority is trying to trick you, the majority, into thinking you're the minority and they use fear to do it. You should have no fear ever. God convicts my soul. You shall have no fear. What about this? This is good. No, no, no fear. None. No fear. Stand. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourself be burned again by a yoke of slavery. Is that what the church of the living God did in March of 2020? Stand firm? No, they bent over. That's not in the Bible. I don't see bent over in the Bible. Anywhere. Where's my concordance? Let's see. Bent over. Not there. It's not what you do. You stand firm. Well, that means my mommy might not like me anymore. Bye, mom. Tom, how could you see? You're Americanized. I belong to God. Before I was formed in the womb, he knew me. I belong to him. What benefit did you reap at the time from the things you are now ashamed of? Those things result in death. But now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves to God, the benefit you reap leads to holiness and the result is eternal life. That's where I live. That's Romans 6, 20 and 21. That's where I live as a slave to God. I'm not here to mess around. I'm Yahweh's guy. You're Yahweh's guy. You're Yahweh's woman. Bought with the blood of Jesus Christ. You don't belong to yourself. If you still belong to yourself, you're, you're living in heresy. 
If you have any agenda whatsoever, you're living in heresy. Yield to the Lord and live a life of wealth and prosperity and health. Steps ordered instead of you ordering your steps and asking God to bless it. Yield, enjoy your life. Listen, don't waste decades like I have. Don't waste them. I don't care whether you're older than me or younger than me. Do not waste decades like I have. Lost in your mind. Your mind is a tool, but it's a horrible master. Do not be lost in your mind. Yield yourself to God. Let go. Let go doesn't mean, well, come what may. That is not the Bible. Let go means I dwell under the umbrella of the promises of God. Under the shelter of his wing. No, nothing shall by any means hurt you. Luke 10, 19. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. So go up and take the land for we are well able to overcome it. I'm telling you this right now. I'm telling you this right now. One power packed Church would scare the devil out of the United States. I'm telling you, it's true. But you got to go his way. How do we do it? How do we do it? Where there is no vision, the people perish. Where there is no revelation, the people cast off restraint. That's That's why the whole church closed in March of 2020. It's cast off restraint. You know, how the, you know how the church falls first? They cast off the message of prosperity. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. That though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor. Didn't he also become sin? He became sin for you. He also became poor for you. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. That though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor. That you through his poverty might become rich. You're supposed to be wealthy. You've heard me say this a dozen times. You're not supposed to be the poor. You're supposed to be feeding the poor. Not considering it an attribute to be poor. It's not an attribute. It means you're not abiding in the word of God. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. John chapter 15 verse 7. Just Jesus talking. You can just cast that aside if you'd like. As a Christian, like so many Christians do, here's the Bible. Well, that's not my form of Christianity, so that's cast aside. That's not my version of love, so that's cast aside. How can your version of love trump love when God is love? Oh, I need, I need to filter things because I want to I make it palatable for people. I don't make anything palatable for people. I say, here's your horse pill. <laughs> Open your mouth. Boom. Swallow. Just like a dog, shut his, rub his neck. Come on, come on. That's like Thomas, because you, accepting the word of God is easy for you. No, it's not. I, there's verses in the Bible I wish were not there. It's going to make some of you think I'm a horrible person. I wish that I didn't have to forgive. I do. Not always. But there's times 
It's easy to forgive people that you love or that you like. Problem is, according to Matthew chapter 6, verse 15, Jesus speaking, if I don't forgive, I won't be forgiven. So, I forgive. Now, if you're harboring it in your soul right now, understand that verse. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your father forgive your trespasses. That's the quote, Matthew chapter 6, verse 15. So how do we get to the promised land? How do we do this? How do we take possession? I take that back, what I just said. Not how do we get to the promised land. How do we take possession of our own country? Will anger work? There's nothing wrong with anger. Again, there's verses in the Bible. Since I struggle with anger. That sounds like I'm now protecting myself or advocating for myself. Anger becomes a sin when there's a fit of rage involved. Or when you allow anger to usher you into other sin. But anger in and of itself is all right. Ephesians chapter 4, 26 and 27. We get, we get the emotion of anger from God himself who's angry at the wicked every day. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry and do not give the devil a foothold. So what that means is do not prolong anger. None of you should be living in anger. This is something that my wife has been pushing me on for a while. I'm going to tell you the example is this. She says, you need to get off of politics. You're like, Tom, you have three podcasts a week that you have to do. I know that. But it was, listen, I can do, because like Aaron says, I can just look, I can talk for an hour and a half without thinking about it. What I, what I, I send my crew 100, and, 100 to 120 slides for the podcast and on average, I use 44. You know what that means? Look at me. I'm sending in three times the amount of material that we'd ever use. Do you know what that means? I've got a problem. I'm not a denier like some of you people. I acknowledge I've got problems. My wife's like, you got to get off. And what I've done is got off. I'm not an ignorant, stupid man. Most of the time, your wife is correct. Most of the time. Now listen, if you're married to a miserable wretch that's a Proverbs 21 woman and not a Proverbs 31 woman, I'm not talking to you. And if you're one of those women, repent. What's a Proverbs 21 woman? Well, it's better to dwell in the wilderness than with a contained, contentious, and an angry woman. Proverbs 21.9. It is better to dwell in a, in the, in a corner of the housetop with a, than with a brawling woman in a wide house. Proverbs 21.19. If that's you, knock it off. You're miserable. So I just always like to make that clear. So already the men who are mostly cowards inside the body of Christ, who's scared of their wives, don't keep cowering to a woman who's causing you to live in a corner of a housetop. I'm sorry, ladies. That doesn't say that about guys. 
That's for you. All the lust verses are for us. Lust of the eyes is the same as the lust of the flesh directed at men. Well, those belong to you. Embrace them. Horse pill them. And repent of it if it replies to you. And it doesn't matter if you're right. All right, I got one. That's right over there. The rest of you, I look at your faces. You don't think that I do, but I'm looking at your faces the whole time. You think I'm looking at a general? I'm not. I'm picking out your faces. It, it steers how I preach. There's nothing wrong with anger. As long as you don't hold on to it and long, as long as you're not sinning. A lot of us, we sin for all sorts of reasons while we're mad in all sorts of different ways. John 2, 15, when he had made a whip of cords, Jesus, he drove them all out of the temple with the sheep and the oxen and poured out the changers money and overturned the tables. Anger's not so bad. This is what needs to happen in every single COVID caving church in the world. Jesus needs to walk in and overturn all of their chairs, all of their alcohol gel stations, burn all their masks with their church names on them, and then personally go up to the pastor and shove the vaccines up his own you-know-what. <laughs> Psalm 711, God judgeth the righteous. I thought I was free of judgment. No, you're not. God judges the righteous. Judgment begins with us. This is all backed up. Here's Old Testament, Psalm 711, New Testament, 1 Peter 4, 17. Judgment begins at the house of God. He's not a judgmental God. Bull crap. Who told you that? Who lied to you and told you things that are not in the Bible? Add thou not to his word, lest he reprove thee and thou be found a liar. Amen. Proverbs 30, verse 6. God judgeth the righteous and God is angry at the wicked every day. He's not an angry God. Bull crap. Big giant steaming pile. On a cold Florida morning. Picture it. You got it. How does God do angry? How does God do anger? Let's look. Psalm th chapter 30, verse 5. For his anger lasts only a moment, but his favor lasts a, li a, a lifetime. Weeping may remain for a night, but rejoicing comes in the morning. So here's the thing. With God, his anger lasts a moment. Even the people burning in hell for all of eternity, which is most of, most of humanity that's ever existed. Because narrow is the way and few find it. If you have gotten saved, you need to clamp hold. And hold on to your salvation. You're like, what, what do you mean, Tom? Once saved, always saved. Another steaming pile. You must endure unto the end. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my, my course. I have kept the faith. 2 Timothy 4, 7. He who endures unto the end shall be saved. Matthew 10, 22. Matthew 24, 13. 
Those are all, that's all Jesus talking. And Christians like, well, I said a sinner's prayer when I was 11. I've been sleeping with all kinds of women ever since then, but I'm going straight to heaven. Nope. That's why you, you'll fall right into Matthew 7, 21 through 23. Not everyone who saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my father, which is in heaven. Don't fall into those categories. Obedience is faith. Obedience is belief. It's not works. God's anger lasts only a moment. Let's look at the opposite of this. Ecclesiastes 7, 9. Do not, do not hasten in your spirit to be angry. That's why I had to get off. When you're sending in 130 slides for a 44 slide show. Three times the amount that you need. That means that, listen, I was spending... 15 hours per podcast immersed and it's not you're like Tom well you need to know the fact I know I know I know the facts you'll I would read the facts from Steve Bannon then I'd read the facts from Kurt Sleister then I'd read the facts from Newsmax then I'd read the facts from Sean Hannity then I'd read the facts from Tucker they're all saying the same facts but because it was carnal for me it was enjoyable for me. It was fact porn. <laughs> Thinking you're angry all day long. Anger changes nothing. Conviction and the power of God changes everything. Yeah. Anthony Fauci can be saved. That's how you need to look at him. That's not how I'm looking at him when I'm spending 15 hours looking at 17 different opinions about why he's horrible. He is horrible. He is a liar. He is demonic. But so are many of us. Do not hasten in your spirit to be angry. For anger rests, stays with people. And for anger rests in the bosom of fools. Being angry all day long does nothing. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Cease from anger, Psalm 37, 8. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not yourself, attends only to evil doing. How many of you know that fear means that eventually you will be living in evil? If you live in fear, you will turn to evil. Fret not yourself. It tends only to evil doing. People, oh yeah, I'm a warrior. No, you're evil. Are you that person who always has to say, well, you know, let's just live in the realm of reality. Are you that person? You're carnal or evil or both. Let's just get down to what's really happening here. No, I'll speak the word. The word is reality. Let God be true and every man a liar. You're like, well, I've done that before. And the person still died. That's still a person's fault. It's not God's. It's unbelief in the camp. Tom, do you live by that? Yep. Every single prayer that I pray that doesn't come to fruition, I go to the word of God. Mark chapter 4, 37 through 41. Matthew chapter 17, 19 through 21. And I say, why didn't this work? Because of your unbelief. I'm all right with that because that's Jesus. I'm safe. 
I'll both lay me down in peace and sleep, for thou, Lord, only makest me dwell in safety. I'm safe. I'm safe. Even when I'm perplexed, I'm safe. I'm not in despair. Because I know that it's me. Everybody else wanders around, come what may, quoting planes, trains, and automobiles like a twig on a mighty stream. Whatever you bind is bound. Well, it didn't work. It did. There's just unbelief in the camp. The reality is you'll see it someday when you're in heaven. God will allow you to scroll back in time and see where you actually won, but you thought you lost. And you walked away. You walked away from belief because you had something. What if the apostles did that? You look at Matthew chapter 17. Jesus says, how long will I put up with you? There's people in this room that would never survive that statement. Oh, no. You'd never survive it. Jesus would not qualify to be a pastor in 99.999% same survival rate as COVID of churches in America. And they would know he was Jesus. Who's applying to be the new pastor verse? Jesus himself. Okay, we'll bring him into the board. Everybody in the board would vote him out before he ever got the job. You ever read Jesus? You ever read him? Then how in the world does the church have the version of love that they do? The most loving men and women of God are the ones who reprove thee. Who rebuke you. He who rebukes a man will in the end gain more favor than he who has a flattering tongue. Because you know whose favor matters? God Almighty. That's Proverbs 28, 23. I told you, I wish anger verses were not in the Bible. Here's another one. I wish Romans 12, 19 wasn't in the Bible. But it is. Beloved, do not avenge yourselves. But rather give place to wrath. For vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. In my heart, I'm vengeful. <laughs> I would love, listen, I would love to have vengeance at times. And those of you that are looking at me, poor man. So sad. You're the worst of all, probably. You're probably the one harboring the most vengeance. But you release it and you give it to God. Because I'm not allowed to avenge that which I once was. I can't sit there and be disgusted by people's sin, hate them for sinning, when I myself am a sinner saved by grace. I don't have the right to vengeance. It doesn't belong to me. Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath. For vengeance is mine, says the Lord. I can't do it. I don't have the right. It's the same thing as I don't have the right to not forgive when I myself am depending on somebody forgiving me. They're all in there. Mandatory forgiveness is in there. You're not allowed to take vengeance is in there. Anger can become a sin is in there. They're all in there. I wish they weren't, but they are. So how do we go up at once and take possession? We now know anger does not work. Amen. You're not going to convince people through anger. It has to be supernatural. Things that make no sense. Isaiah 55, 8 and 9. Thoughts and ways above our ways. That's the things that have to come in. 
Only God can pierce and penetrate the heart of humanity. People cannot do it. But the Holy Spirit in you can, being his vessel. Let me ask you again, do you want your country back? Do you want there to be a real church for your kids? For you? Or, here's the alternatives, or do you want to scroll? That's what they want you to do. Go home the rest of the day today. I've been guilty. 15 hours when I could do it in five. There's the 17th different person giving the same opinion, but it stokes the flames. Does nothing, but stoke the flames. Scroll. Or, so do we want to scroll? Or do we want to talk about it? Keep talking? What else are we going to do, Tom? I'll show you. Uh, be angry, so talk, scroll, be angry, or any combination therein. Scroll about talking about being angry. See, the Holy Spirit is ready to go. But there's no laborers for the harvest. You have Christians in many different categories. You have people like us in here who are the remnant. We're the ones who have a chance. Look at me now. There are many Christians who are gone. They're gone. They're vaccine whores and pimps. They're gone. To beyond redemption time, I don't know. But they're gone. But God is not gone. And I've told you there is a generation of 15 to 30 year olds that may be the most impactful generation of our time. Those that have stormed the beaches of Normandy are almost all gone. Here's another generation. They weren't infected by the true virus, which is a virus of fear and stupidity. It's not just a virus of fear. Well, people are afraid. No, no, no. They're afraid of what people will think. They're not afraid of the virus. Joe Biden just got caught again. Just got caught again. In a store, giant little store, giant sign on. The sign is bigger than the store. Nobody comes in without masks. And there's Joey. There he is, maskless. Doing the exact same thing he's outlawed you from doing. People aren't afraid of this virus. Christians aren't afraid of the virus. They're afraid of what people will think. So they worship man. The fear of man brings a snare. The Holy Spirit is ready to roll, but there's no Christians available. People like us, where, where our downfall is, is we're too busy being mad. We're too busy informing ourselves instead of growing in faith. We're growing in the knowledge of that which is wrong instead of faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So what I've done is that the oar, not the oar, what's the thing that's under the boat? Rudder. Thank you, brother, whoever that was. Thank you. The rudder has changed for me. You will not see any differences on the podcast. Still be 90 minutes of rage. However, (laughs) 
However, my goal is not to win the world through facts because it will not happen. My goal is to win the world through the power of God. That generation that I'm telling you about, not infected, that 15 to 30 year old, the one, listen, the saddest thing right now are those videos of women that are posting where their kid wakes up and they wake up their kid and they go, today's Pfizer day. Listen, you may not like what I'm about to say. I'm saying it for effect. I'm not saying that they're all gone, but they're all gone. Good luck with them. Good luck. And I say this to all the Christians watching, including the ones that have left this church. Good luck with your children that you've strapped lies on their face and taught them to be fearful. Taught them to have faith in the devil. Good luck. Well, you've minimized church, minimized church attendance, minimized God. Good luck with your children. Good luck. It's never too late to repent. Turn. Repentance is hardcore. That or goes 180. That's what I've done. I'm going 180 into the power of God. Because that's the answer. The Holy Spirit is ready to roll. And we, if, I'm not going to ex exclusively focus on one generation of people. All are welcome. I'm just saying that that generation hasn't been ruined. They hate Republicans. They hate Democrats. They hate the church. They hate the non-church. They hate the establishment. They hate everything. They hate transgenderism. They hate the people who hate transgenderism. It makes no sense, but they hate. Good. Revelation chapter 3, 15 and 16. I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would thou wert cold or hot. I wish you were cold or hot. There's a nice, ice, cold generation. Perfect. The hardest people in the world to win are those who are lukewarm. You want them ice cold or raging hot. The people in between... The Christians who use wisdom and close down their churches are the hardest to win. The Holy Spirit is ready to go. Isaiah 44, 3 and 4. 17 minutes to go. Everybody good? I'm going to try to do my job today and obey the ruling authorities of the church. I do have to get you out of here a little earlier because there's nowhere to park, <laughs> which is a good problem to have. It's a good problem to have. If any of you are worried, Tom's not the ruling authority of the church. Just try. <laughs> Poke that bear. Watch what happens to you. Well, you mean you'd actually remove me from this place without hesitation? You think I'd struggle with confrontation law enforcement for 25 years, every family fight? Every bloodletting you could ever see, all the death. You really think I struggle with church people? <laughs> no. I always have to say that because somebody come up to me at the door. Watch. Who's the controlling, who's the controlling authorities? That's a joke. <laughs> it's just like whenever I, I hesitate now to put out Babylon B stuff on my, on my Twitter feed on Facebook, because inherently someone goes, really? No, Babylon B.
I put out one one time about the fraudulent election. And it was a picture of Donald Trump next to Donald Trump yielding the election to Donald Trump. And somebody goes, I can't believe he turned. I said, look at the picture. It's two Donald Trumps. He's yielding the election to himself. Oh, my gosh. Norma just tells me, my daughter, just ignore him. I can't. I'm like, I, sent, I did like 50 of them. Look at the picture. Look at the picture. And I just, then I just copied and pasted it. Come on. I'm monitoring the time because I do want you to hear this part. Holy Spirit's ready to go. Isaiah 44, 3 and 4. For I will pour water on the thirsty land. So we are a thirsty land. And streams on the dry ground. Listen now. I will pour out my spirit on your offspring. Do you want it or do you want to scroll? You're going to have to shut the world off. Potentially for hours a day if you want it. Off. You Listen, your carnality will come to you every day to fight against you studying the word. It will come to you. How about your kids? How about you? Well, we need to spend time together. Let's go out into nature. You know, all the same stupid excuses you use not to go to church. Let's just have, let's just have a family day. That's brilliant. Let's forsake the assembling of ourselves together to have a family day. God's more important than your family. He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. He who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. That's just Jesus talking now, Matthew chapter 10, verse 37, 38. You might want to cancel the family days and go to church instead. You're welcome. Otherwise, you know what's going to happen with your kids? If you don't go to church, your kids won't get saved. What do you mean? Because it always goes that way generationally, unless your kid's the exception to the rule, which some are, most aren't. I coached football for a long time at Lemon Bay High School. Almost every single son was just like their dad, with very few exceptions. So if you don't go to church, you may go to heaven, but it'll cost your kids eternity. Because it always goes, it declines generally, generationally. Remember that. If you're, if you're somebody who says, you know what, I like to have a Bud Light a night, understand that your kid might not do that. He may become somebody who's an alcoholic. He may come, become somebody who sins while they're drinking and they go straight to hell. So you might want to sacrifice that. Oh, but here goes Tom and alcohol. I know. Don't, don't ever let the Bible get in the way of your own theology now. Wine is a mocker. Strong drink is raging. And whoever, and whoever is deceived thereby is not wise. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 1. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord and shall, not drink, and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. He will also be filled with the Holy Spirit even from his mother's womb. John the Baptist, the greatest prophet of all time, shall have no wine or strong drink. Luke chapter 1, verse 15. Strange how that works, isn't it? Then the Lord said to Aaron, you and your sons are not to drink wine or other fermented drink whenever you go into the tent of meeting or you will die. This is a lasting ordinance for the generations to come. Leviticus 10, 8, and 9. Oh, yeah, well, yeah I'm just a social drink. Good luck with that. How about, how, about you take the, how about you take the advice of somebody in law enforcement? 
who's seen the death and destruction of alcohol. Over and over and over again. You tell me why it's so worth it to be a one drink Christian. Tom, you mock everything. Yep. Don't care. I have no agenda. I'm not trying to make you leave or keep you. Isn't that great? It's a great free church. It's free. No agenda. Seriously. Tom, what if you lost your ministry? Don't care. I can't lose my ministry. I can't. It's God's. I tried to talk God out of making me start this church. Most people, oh good, I get to be a pastor. And I, and I get that pastor appreciation days. People will love me. I don't care about any of that. Doesn't cross my mind. Ever. People honestly think, boy, you know, we'll make him pay if we leave. <laughs> you won't. My life remains exactly the same. No matter what you do. That's why, listen, that's why I can preach the word unfettered. And my life remains exactly the same. I've been a tent maker like Paul almost my entire ministry. Only after I retired from the sheriff's office did I even receive my living from this church. I stay free. I know some of you think, I'll be the one. You won't. You won't. Tom, you were probably miserable all week long not conducting ministry. No. I just, you know, went out in the yard, burned stuff, <laughs> chopped stuff up. I'm just a redneck wannabe. I'll go home today, no matter what happens, plop down on my couch. Used to watch football all day. That's gone because I hate the NFL. It's been gone for three years. That was even before COVID. I hated them before that. Nothing will throw that off. So just know that's, what, that's who you're receiving from. I don't have an agenda. I'm not trying to keep you nor make you go. It's my heart's desire that you stay under the ministry of the word. And the Holy Spirit is ready to go. The question is, will you go? Jonathan Shuttlesworth said this recently at the Convergence Conference. It was one of the meetings that I wasn't in. And he said, I'm not ever, he said, I'm not trying to get into this or get into that. I just try to get in the flow. I'm not trying to impress anybody. I just try to get in the flow. For I will pour water on the thirsty land and streams on the dry ground. I want to be in that flow. But in order to be in that flow, you got to jump in the river. You got to jump in. The river can be right there. Their whole life, you can stand there and go, wonder where that goes. It's only one way to find out. For I will pour, I will pour out my spirit on your offspring. We can have our country back. Go up at once and take possession for you are well able to overcome it. I will pour out my spirit on your offspring and my blessing on your descendants. Listen, I don't care how much you've messed up your life. I've messed up my life. I've said this before many times from this pulpit. I am chief among sinners. 
I've messed up my life. I've messed up my family too. I get it. But what are you going to do now? Turn. Turn that rudder. Hardcore. 180 degrees. Well, I may lose my friends. Let them go. Your enemies will be the members of your own household. Believe me, I know. Aaron found out over Thanksgiving. I said, welcome to the fold. Darth Vader music's coming on when he enters rooms now too because he's connected with me. They've seen the podcast. Oh boy. I actually warn people now. I got a friend of mine who's bringing people to church in the second service. Because they're Christians from another country. I'm not another, not another state, not another country. They're from Seattle. And I said, do they know what they're getting into walking in here? <laughs> I think they do, because I think they're zealots like the rest of us in here. I will pour out my spirit on your offspring and my blessing on your descendants. They will spring up like grass in a meadow, like poplar trees by flowing streams. That's what we can have. Vaccine passports can be gone. I don't care what Australia is doing. And by the way, Australia is rising. Melbourne is rising. Watch them. Yes, there's demonic activity there. Yes, they are in military trucks carting people off to COVID camps. That's an absolute fact. Proudly stated by their own politicians. It should rivet their souls. It should bother you that if you're a student of history, that people carted off in military trucks to concentration camps, checking their papers... That should rivet your soul and say, we should not go there. But for a 99.9% survival virus, they're willing to go. Because they're evil. People are like, well, people have a good heart. Nobody who's not saved has a good heart. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked who can know it. You're seeing that manifestation all over the globe. Understand that. That's Jeremiah 17.9. The Holy Spirit's ready to go, but he needs a vessel. Five, six, seven minutes to go. Somewhere in there. 1 Corinthians 12, 7. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. Will you be the exception that discovers what you're called to do? Don't come and ask me what you're called to do. I do not know. It's not my revelation to have. I know what I'm called to do. I'm called to pastor and evangelize. I'm called to lay hands on the sick and see them recover. I know what I'm called to do. You need to figure out what God has called you to do. And how do you figure it out? It is not complicated. You have to stop scrolling and ask. Yet ye have not because you Ask not. And ask, asking is not simply one time when you were 21 years old asking. It's seeking. You shall seek me and find me when you shall search for me with all your heart. Jeremiah 29, 13. You got to go after it. Now to each one the manifestation of the Holy Spirit is given for the good of all mankind. But will you ever find out or will you continue to attend that which you are? Most people attend the church instead of being the church. Yes, we're supposed to gather together. Yes, we're supposed to manifest the power of the Holy Spirit. Not just attend that which we are. 
How do I become a vessel? Finishing right here. Matthew chapter 8, 5 through 13. When Jesus entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him asking for help. How do, be, how do I become a vessel? What kind of covenant are we in? I know you're afraid to answer. I wouldn't answer a daggum thing in this church. Not one thing ever. Because I'll call you out if you're wrong. So I wouldn't answer. I'm sure. I promise you. It's like when the sheriff used to come in to training. Sheriff used to come into cycles and see all the officers. Hundreds of us, right? 350 of us. He cycled through training. He'd come through a classroom. Class typically about this size right here. This whole area. Be 50 or 60 of us in there. And he'd ask, anybody got any questions? You always knew. Never ask. <laughs> Great sheriff. Tom Knight is his name. Great sheriff. But I don't poke that bear. No questions. I'm really enjoying my job, sir. Thank you. <laughs> Can I go out and direct traffic for 12 hours straight? Anything to not ask that question. When Jesus entered, had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him asking for help. That is a man. That's not a, that is not a pipsqueak. That's a man with great authority. Lord, he said, my servant lies at home paralyzed and in terrible suffering. Jesus said to him, I will go and, I will go and heal him. The centurion replied, Lord, I do not deserve to have you come under my roof, but just say the word and my servant will be healed. There's so many Christians who want a visible visitation of Jesus Christ. What about the Holy Spirit? Jesus isn't even here. Sits at the right hand of the throne of God until he's commissioned to go back a day or an hour he doesn't even know about. What about the Holy Spirit? You want to be a vessel. You've got to be like the centurion. And I'm, you have to do what it takes to be this man. The centurion replied, Lord, I do not deserve to have you come under my roof, but just say the word and my servant will be healed. Verse 9, for I myself am a man under authority with soldiers under me. I tell this one, go, and he goes, and that one, come, and he comes. I say to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he was astonished. Jesus Christ, God himself and the Son of God. And the Holy Spirit, there are three that bear witness in heaven, and these three are one, 1 John 5, 7. Jesus, almighty God, is astonished at a human being. That should be each and every person in this room. It can be you. But you're going to have to turn hardcore. No more stupid conversations. No more wasting time. When Jesus heard this, he was astonished and said to those, to those following him, I tell you the truth, I have not found anyone in Israel. That's the church. That's, Israel is the symbolic church of that time. I haven't found anybody in the church with as much faith as this heathen. A Roman heathen has more faith than my own people. Boy, I could preach on that for three hours, but I only have no time. I'm already supposed to have you out. Found anyone in Israel with such a great faith. I say to you that many will come from the east and west and will take their places at the feast with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the subjects of the kingdom will be thrown outside. 
into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. If you're a pastor not preaching about the mark of the beast right now, this could be you. You're preaching about love for the 47th time this year. And we're already on, we're in week 48 right now. Roughly. Then Jesus said to the centurion, go, it will be done just as you believed it would. Done. And his servant was healed that very hour. Worship team, make your way. So I'm going to emphasize this to you. Anybody here ever watch South Park? Don't raise your hands. You don't have to admit to it. How about the Simpsons? I don't ever watch them either, to be honest with you. But I'm telling you to give you hope. Romans 11:29 says, "For God's gifts and His call are irrevocable." I don't care what your life is like. God has a plan. If you yield yourself to Him in obedience, His will will be accomplished. But you're going to have to turn the rudder 180 degrees now, not tomorrow. How many of you already know where you need to change? Now, it's not a process. If you already know what to change, there is no more process. Everybody stay with me. I know we got movement. Stay with me. This is important. Once you know what the move is, you take action now. Not tomorrow. No, don't go and try to find counsel. You take action now. Amen. Have you ever watched those cartoons? Do you know? Hey guys, can you be seated for me? Can you be seated? Thank you. Thank you. Have you ever watched them? Those men and women that write those are prophetic. I'm not kidding you. The Simpsons had Trump coming down the elevator announcing, the escalator, announcing his presidency two years before he did. You should see the prophetic stuff that they put out about COVID that nobody saw coming, including me. I'm like, how did they know it? And I didn't because they're prophetic and lost. Jesus began to denounce the cities in which most of his miracles had been performed because they did not repent. These were people who were healed. What about the two blind men? Do you know that the woman of the issue of blood, do you know whether she was healed or not? Matthew 9, 22, Matthew 9, 29, the two blind men, do we even know? I'm saying this to the saved to tell you that your hope is greater than theirs. You have prophets that are prophesying that are not even saved. Jesus denounced the cities in which most of his miracles had been performed because they didn't repent. Think about how much greater you and I have it. What shall we say in response to this? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. How will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? Including our country back. Including our country back. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Thank you so much for joining us. We know that when there are this many people in person or watching online, that there is a chance that some have not started a relationship with Christ. If that's you, and you would like a relationship with Jesus that washes away the stain of sin, you will need to start by repenting of your sin, 
confessing with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and asking him to be the Lord over your life. That means giving up control. If you have never prayed this or you have fallen away and want to return to the kingdom of life, repeat this prayer after me and mean it. Lord Jesus, I ask you right now to come into my life and be my Lord and be my Savior. I ask you to forgive me for all of my sins and I now turn from them and I give you my life from this day on in Jesus' mighty name, amen. If you said that prayer, you are saved. Thank you for listening to Foundation Church's weekly message. We hope that you have been encouraged and empowered. If you would like to partner with us, please visit foundationchurchfl.com and click on Give.